Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. I think what's interesting, you know, we've done the... What does Donovan mean when he says this? Is he protecting his teammate, right? And then is maybe he's setting the tone for his teammates. I think both things are probably true. When you get past what Donovan said about it, man, I think there's a real conversation about what's going on with Darius. I, my thing with Darius is I feel like he would be more explosive away from Donovan Mitchell than next to him. Mm-hmm. And that that's not a criticism of Donovan. That's not a criticism of Darius. And I think that by saying that, fans and others would think, oh, well, you're, you're criticizing the combination. Yeah. I'm not. I just think that the Cavaliers, off, especially offensively, can get more out of both players. Yeah, I mean, effectively, the way you maximize Darius is put four shooters or scorers around him. Right. The way you maximize Donovan as a playmaker is putting at least three shooters, if not a fourth shooter, around Donovan. So the way that Donovan had his best success as a Cavalier to this point, I think is how you unlock Darius Garland. Well, my thing is, is look at how Donovan played when Darius was injured, okay? Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun to watch. He ran the offense efficiently. He was scoring uh, explosively. Uh, the offense was was running really smooth. And I'm not here to say that the Cavs did not miss Darius Garland. Don't misunderstand me. But my point is, why can't you stick with that, which won you, what, 18 of 20 games, mm-hmm. right? Stick with that element and have Darius be your sixth guy with that with, with coming off the bench. Like, when when yeah, uh, when it, when it, when it's time for Donovan to get his first breather, Darius goes in. Well, the comparison would be when the the Thunder had young Russell Westbrook and young James Harden, and until the fourth quarter, they would stagger their minutes. Right. Very and, rarely did they play together because both guys were better when they had the ball in their hand and they were directing traffic. Right. For and, and you know, as we were having conversations over the years, as the Cavaliers went through this post-LeBron 2.0 rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting you bring up the Thunder. Like They drafted three NBA MVPs. Yeah. In they about have, two or three years. Yeah, now. and they have no championships to show for it. Yeah. So there's no guarantee even when you hit on your draft picks that it all is going to come together and, and get you to where ultimately you want to go. But – I think that what we're seeing with Donovan and Darius, that I just kind of feel like their skill sets kind of clash sometimes when they're on the floor together. Well, and and, I, and and again, that's not meant to be a criticism or negative. I just I I feel like they could both be better players with their own units, if that makes sense. And then you put them on the floor together in crunch time. So I think it is most noticeable when one of them is struggling. 
I think you really start to see where the overlap hurts either guy in the situation where we are right now, where Darius is struggling. Here's the question I have for you. When's the last time that you saw Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell go off together at the same time? Because I feel like this... End of last year, maybe? My perception of it is that it feels like, okay, one night is Donovan's night. Yeah. The next night is Darius's night, or the next couple of nights, or you see what I'm saying? Like it feels like there's an ebb and flow between those guys, where like they're they're volleying back and forth with the the dominant performances, if you will. Yeah. And okay, but the whole premise behind this was that they're both yeah. at the same time going bananas offensively, right? And we've not seen that. Yeah. We, well, we, we, I, we I see, think when Darius uh, first came off, you saw little stretches where as the, the scary about ball when they're handler. On the floor. I'm talking about well, when no, they're on the floor together. No, that's what I'm talking about okay. real quick here. You saw a, a spurt here, a spurt there after Darius came off the injury. But I think a lot of that was fool's gold because I think, I think it was Darius wasn't playing 35 minutes a night. And I think in that moment, because he was getting his legs back under him, he didn't need to have the ball in his hand, so he was a little bit more free to be open for that shot. And the and they were so hot that the shots he were getting organically on the court were ridiculous. And I think since they've kind of integrated him more in, I think you are seeing the offense stall. I think if you go and look at the three-point numbers, and it's not just about how many they're taking, but that's a good sign. They're not taking the same amount of three-pointers here recently. They're yeah, not and- scoring the same way. And here's the thing. Go look at the, the the shots they're taking. They're not making the extra pass routinely on the court. Right, and they, they've got to get back to that too because that's what got them hot as a team. And I, I feel like coming out of the All-Star break, they've lost their identity a little bit mm-hmm. on, on the offensive end of the floor. And I don't and think it's, it's a coincidence that that's what Darius coming back. And I, again, I'm not trying to hammer the kid. Me neither. But like, and I, I, I'm not trying to criticize the the combo of those two guys. I'm, I'm just looking at like – because. I, I know what people will say. Well, you, you're you're saying bench Darius. No, just saying bring him off the bench as that sixth guy. I don't even think you have so, to do that. So, I, but I think you're right. I think you're onto something. It it's not going to work if you bench him. You're going to kill his confidence. What you do is the first six minutes of the game, Darius and Donovan play together. Okay. Then one of them go off the court, and then from that moment until the final six minutes of the fourth quarter, you ping them back and forth. Okay. You don't you don't need to play them. At the same Can time, I get you the first four minutes together and then yeah, that's take fine. one off? That's fine. Absolutely. I think sick just because of that burn, that's because fair. you want to take you've got to you've got to get yes. you know, if you leave Darius out there and you take Donovan off for the breather, or whatever you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you've, you've got to switch him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I but I I'm in hundred percent agreement. And here's the thing. I wonder if JB thinks that might not work in the playoffs. Why wouldn't right? it work in the playoffs? Um, because the the court shortens up, and you got to make sure your best players are playing as much as you possibly can. And I understand that theory. The problem is you're just trying to get both guys where they were, or sorry, you, you're trying to get Donovan back to where he was six games ago, eight games ago, and you're trying to get Darius to where he was last year. And I think even if you just do it for the next two to four weeks, just get Darius going because this is a Debbie Downer moment. Darius is one of those guys when he's not feeling it and then you're juggling back and forth. Hey, this is your possession. This is mine. This is my quarter. This is your quarter. And that's what it feels. And that's what this whole thing feels like between them. When Donovan's having the down game, you do see him recede a little bit. You don't see him disappear. When Darius is having a bad game, and it's not just a bad game. 
It's a bad stretch of minutes. Right now, he's really disappearing. And I like you look at the last three minutes of how he executed in the last three minutes of yesterday's game. In a game where you're the better team, where they don't really have anybody stop either Darius or Donovan, he really did some things driving into double teams, bad passes, bad possessions that you can't have late in games. And I think some of that is confidence. I think some of that is he's just struggling for his role as somebody similarly. And and the easiest way is to do what you say, which is, you know what? Until we get Darius and Donovan, we're both are giving us. And again, Darius, Donovan could give you 30 points a night if he wanted to and does. He's 28 points a game. That's never going to be Darius's game. But Darius comes alive as a scorer when he's making every getting those shots for everybody around him. Remember what the conversation was after the Donovan Mitchell trade regarding Darius and his role? Yes. It, it was Darius is well Darius is a team guy. He's he's willing to step back to make room for Donovan. And I wonder if that mentality is still in Darius's head that like I'm I'm taking a step back so Donovan can do his thing. You and know, the I, only and, thing and, and I hate about is, that. I understand, but if it is, I think it's. I think that they have to get that out of his head now. So this need is you but, to take a step back for Donovan. But this is the danger in what I think you're saying is that I don't think it's as simple as oh, this has been the case since. Like I think we're forgetting how efficient Darius was last year in his first year next to Donovan. Like the man shot a career high at three points, uh, three pointer. He was taking the best three pointers. Um, if you look at his scoring numbers, his efficiency in scoring in general was better. And there were just little moments where he would take over the game, not just by three point shooting, but because he'll actually attack the rim in a way that you do need, especially in the NBA playoffs. So I think this is a product of this year. Something is happening this year, yeah. and I think it's I think it's easy and and it was the easiest thing for us to do is go. Hadn't been the same before the injury. It wasn't the same with the injury. So is this confidence lag from the the New York series? Is this a is this any conversation about expectations internally? Is this the pressure of winning, which which can really buckle on you when you're a young kid? Is is this quite frankly, they had a bad start to the season and. You, it, like the snowball effect, it just got rolling downhill and then he got hurt and he never regained his confidence. I think that's the most likely, but I think those things are things like I, I can't like it, it is to, to what Donovan said at the start of the segment. It is one half of an NBA season. Problem is you got to find a way that it doesn't turtle in, or doesn't dovetail into a, uh, the second half of the season. And so that's why I think you're so on it when it comes to, Hey, let's let's split him up a little bit. Let's give Darius time as a creator and see if you can jumpstart that confidence so he doesn't feel stifled. Right. Cuz I think when either guy's struggling, I do think they they step on each other's toes a little bit when they try to get going cuz then it's like, "Well, crap, I got to hand the ba- the ball back over to them." Now, this could have been fixed if they ever implemented the offense they talked about in the preseason, which they never did. And that is something that I think we have to really point out to. The whole point of that offensive system they were going to go into was that you could have Darius and Donovan on the court at the same time and that the ball was going to flow more freely. Now it's too late. Now it is you got to figure out Darius. You got to make sure you don't mute Donovan and you got to get both guys where they need to be in the postseason.
So I agree with you 100%. I think staggering and do a better job. You can do a better – and here's the thing, guys. You can do a better job at not just staggering those two. You can do a better job at staggering the bigs too, which completely unlocks. Now, if Evan keeps hitting the three-pointers, it's a different thing. But, like, this is why I've talked about this second half is such – it's going to be the test of J.B. Bickerstaff's life. Because if you make it work, you're going to go deeper than people expect and you're going to set yourself up for the next five years as Cavs head coach. You don't make it work, somebody else is going to be coaching this team next year. I'm not trying to be too dire about that, but I think the Darius thing's at the forefront. And if you don't at least try the staggering thing, I'm going to need some real I'm going to need some real reasoning why you don't. Because you don't want to get also you don't want to get to a point in the offseason where you pick one or the other. Yes. Or or that choice gets made for you. Yeah, if you listen, if you if you end up you want to be the the person making the decision, you don't want Anyone, if you're the one of those guys thinking they have to make the decision for you. Right. So if you can get them both going and you can reinstitute Darius's immense trade value, all of a sudden you're sitting pretty going into the offseason. So it's it's just so weird how there is it's not just about how many games you're winning. It's not just about, well, how deep in the playoffs do you go? It's about how effectively are you using them. And I I'll go back on it again. I think staggering them going forward as soon as the very next game. The longer you put it off, the le- the longer it's uh, the less it's going to have to take root and and help fix whatever short term confidence issues are with Darius. And if you don't fix them going to the playoffs, good luck. I mean, you're already you've already got a team that can get out physical and pushed around. You don't want to turn Darius's problem into a mental problem or a mental hurdle for the team. I thought JB also. If you guys didn't hear the five of five, I gave that man his flowers. Um, and I know a lot of people in town really love the give them their flowers thing. And so I just, I gave him his flowers. What kind? Roses? Um, I, Whatever his favorite flowers are. You don't just give somebody, I, you got to know the person, right? Right. Like JB strikes me as a guy, if I gave him roses, he'd be like, this is basic. Like this is, you could give this to anybody. So maybe he's. Uh, Peace lilies. Why, why did you go there? Is it the. Do you have an inside knowledge? Do you think he loves peace lilies? Well, I was going to go like lilac. I was thinking oh, of something off the beaten path. Well, I so was I, but you know because usually critical of the messaging coming from JB, and that was your offer of peace. I like that symbolism. Yes, the symbology. Of I'm it. big. I'm big on symbolism. I not so much on symbology, but definitely a fan of symbolism. So we were talking about Darian. <laughs> just we we're going by, but you you heard the. The messaging change. You can give him some flowers this weekend for daylight saving time. You uh, you heard the messaging change with both Donovan and JB there. And I think that, yes, you need more people echoing that message. But here's the thing, guys. Messaging's cool. I got to see it on the court. And so much. That's when you know it's working. Well, and listen, part of my fear is that this is just who the Cavs are when at full health. Part of me, you know, part of this is, well, JB's not going to play Sam Merrill. Unless he absolutely has it, it's you know zero hour, and he has no other choice. He's become the new Lamar Stevens. Uh, <laughs> part of this is JB's going to be stubborn about how he plays the guards, whether he plays them together, staggering like we talked about. And part of this is when you overlap the guards too much, you're going to slow down your pace because there's too much dribbling and not enough ball movement. And so, like that does scare me. Like, this version of the Cavs where the offense is slowed down and the defense is still good, but, like, guys, 
you, you can't just have a good defense going into the playoffs. So much of why they had a good defense was they were also it was it really is this team more than any team I've ever seen. Like you could have like those Detroit uh, Pistons teams where they were elite defensively. Yeah, they'd have some good nights offensively. And they also were back then were allowed to just beat the you know what out of people. That helped. But the point is, it wasn't cyclical. It wasn't, well, the defense being elite impacts the offense. It was the defense is always elite, and in sporadic matchups, you're going to get great performance out of Rip Hamilton or Tyshawn Prince or Chauncey. Like, it really was, the defense was the constant. With the Cavs, in a way that, and I don't know if this is just a, a, the way the NBA works now, which might be which is the league is so run heavy, you know, 10 up, 10 down, you know, 12 up, 11 down. It's so run heavy that the Cavs, like if they're, if they're not playing elite offensively, the defense is going to suffer. Right. And if they're not playing elite defensively, the offense is going to suffer. And it's just, and it's weird because like they should be good at both. I think they're built to be a great defensive team and shoot a crap load of threes, but, like, the three ball by itself is a pretty fluky kind of thing. You're going to have some off nights. But there are just nights where, again, because I think it's all tied back to confidence. Confidence or – I don't I don't want to use the E word. I think they play hard. I don't think it's about effort. But they just get in their own way so much, and when it happens offensively, it bleeds to the defense. And it doesn't – Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I mean, they're not playing good defense. It just means they're not playing the best defense. And then conversely on offense. So I don't know how much of that is just the natural construction of this team, but you got to figure it out. Because you're too talented to be having, even in a four-game set, five-game set, you're too talented to be doing whatever this basketball has been the last five games after you were the hottest team of the NBA for, for you know, one quarter of the NBA season. Yeah, and you're in this stretch where you're playing a lot of basketball in a short amount of time. Because yeah. remember, going into the All-Star break, they, they played four or five fewer games than the Milwaukee Bucks had. And much of their lead was a result of the loss column which is obviously if you're going to have a lead in in uh, a, a division, you want it to be uh, in that loss column. But they're making up, you know what I mean? The Bucks are now getting the breakdown down the stretch here in the second half of the season. And the Bucks the are now one game back off you. Right. So this is challenging on multiple fronts mentally because you've got – you're trying to get – 
back to where you were before the All-Star break. Not a lot of rest in between, you know, not a lot of practice time in between. And then also at the same time, there's the tentacle, what we were talking about with the Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell dynamic and getting Darius back to the prolific player that he can be. But it feels like that that they're struggling to to balance those two guys. And when Donovan's going, Darius isn't going. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a problem. And, and and that's not just a this year thing. Like, that's been since the trade. Like, we've not seen both of these guys at the same time on the floor together go off well, with and, any type of cons- consistency or regularity. And that's why I think it's so tough. Like, do you – do you, right? because right now it's Darius that's being impacted by it. But I think we saw last night. I mean, Donovan wasn't his usual killer self either. So, like, do you hammer the kid – Who's who's clearly still not where he needs to be? Do you hammer like wh- where's the fix here? Because I think because it might just be the the flaws in the 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 flaws in the Death Star, the flaws in the plans, and I think that's the the unanswerable question about the Cavaliers. See, I don't think it's unanswerable though. I I think we I think we've solved the problem to the point of I welcome JB. I, yeah, give to, me my flowers. That where's my damn piece, Lily? To the point of, I will try and get that in. Uh, I'm, I'm, I plan to try and ask JB about that tomorrow night. Um, ask him about, hey, have you given some thought about, st- you know, you start those two guys together, but then stagger them, rotate them in and out so that both guys have the opportunity to run their own floor independent of each other. And then obviously when you get to crunch time, well, you, so you put them back out there. I think that's a potential fix. But I think, like, I think that's something you got to start with. I also think you have to ask yourself if if Darius can't figure this out by the end of this year. And I don't want to call it a lost year. Guy's still averaging 18 points a game. Guy's still a very nice player in the NBA. But I think the concern twofold is, one, if you were to decide we got to choose before, between Donovan and Darius this summer and Donovan agrees to stay here long term – the the value on Darius is going to be a little bit less than what it would be because he's having a down season. The second concern, and maybe the bigger concern for me, is I think it will limit you in the playoffs. Like I listen, the best case scenario is Darius and Donovan find it together. They slingshot again. They're shooting all these great threes. The offense bounces back, and you waltz to the second seed into the playoffs while Evan Mobley still hitting his three pointers. Because if 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 Darius just is who he was for a majority of the regular season last year, and Evan pings forward by shooting three uh, three three-pointers a game right. at a 35% clip, that's a team that can do real damage, even if we got to be concerned about a few specific matchups. If, let's say, Evan kind of is where he is right now, where it's really encouraging, but it's not leaps and bounds, right? In the second half, he's still shooting one to one and a half three-pointers a game. Because I don't know if the confidence for him is there to be that's, taken. And Cause, that's fair. Because we've seen in games where he's had opportunities to take more, and he's passed it up. And we'll see about that. That's a work in progress. But if, let's say, it's just where it is now, and then Darius can't get it right, I don't know you're going to make it out of the first round. And that is – that would kind be of a, a, That's a very scary, unpleasant proposition That to think would about. be cataclysmic for this team. Because all of a sudden, the, the decision with Donovan, I think, is going to be vastly different. Right. And and again, I don't know he'll definitively come out and say in that what I just said, he'll come out this July and say, uh, just so you know, I'm not signing here or just so you know, I'll sign here, but I, I'm not all I'm going to be forcing my way out. 
Uh, I don't know he'll definitively do that. I hope he gives them time if he does decide it. But I, I said this earlier, and I really think when you, whenever you start to contemplate Darius Donovan together, you want to be the one making the decision. The sin in Portland is they never contemplated the question. Well, yeah, we can win with Damon CJ because the risk was too great. But but that's because those were that was it. After Lamarcus Aldridge, it was those guys and and Yusuf Nurkic and those guys and a third guy who wasn't good enough to fill in the gap if you made a bad trade. Here, yes, you do. This is a spot where like you've got the talent here that you want to be making that decision. And this offseason, it, it's not just about Donovan and Cleveland. It's about Donovan and Darius together. And when I say this offseason, I mean this postseason. That's what I mean. So the one of the more cataclysmic things that could happen is Darius doesn't get it right in the regular season. And that's, again, I just always look for speed bumps out there. I think you're okay. I want this to be okay. But man, Darius's performance and performance in winning moments is something that I think is is to be watched and to be to be watched with bated breath, Daryl. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. And your worst case scenario isn't something that I even want to ha- consider yeah. to have to entertain. And I don't think we need to no, today. But no, it's, it's a valid but, thing to say that could happen. But yeah, but when you look at just the dynamic and how that has been working. Since this trade, and this isn't a matter of who's a good player, not a good player, who's the better player, whatever. It's it's about getting the engine running on all cylinders going into the playoffs and whatever it takes to make that happen. I understand you want those guys on the floor together come the postseason, but first, I think you got to get Darius jump-started a little bit. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.